Uh, Cronulla won't win it this year. This is the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. We're in the finals. We're brought to you by Isuzu. Ute will give you a, a chance to win a couple of oh, – it's a great prize. Two nights in a five-star accommodation at the Sofitel Hotel for the World Cup final. That's coming up December 2. So listen in for that. Uh, Jimmy Smith here joined by Pam Whaley, senior writer of Big League Magazine – Good afternoon, Pam. But where, oh, where is Maria Cialis, our fearless editor, who for the second week in a row <laughs> has not turned up? Yeah. Uh, it's She's still sick what? Uh, with this horrible whatever it is that's going around. It's just disgusting. So she's right. staying at home to hopefully not spread it to the rest of us who need to keep plugging on for the rest of the year. We've got a couple of weeks left. So. Can I ask a question? How did this magazine that I'm holding in my hands, how did it how was it produced this week without your fearless editor? <laughs> no, she was still in there. She was in, in oh, the was office she? on Monday oh. and Tuesday. Uh, uh, we asked her to wear a gas mask. She declined. Um, so walked through a Hong Kong so airport. <laughs> followed her around with Glenn 20. Um, so she's <laughs> she's staying at home for the rest of the week. Thank goodness. Uh, very good. Now, <laughs> what caught the eye first week of the semifinals? Um, well, first of all, I just think it was just an amazing round of footy. I, every game was just so intense and yes. it was it was stressful, wasn't it? Just oh. watching them. I feel like I aged a few years. Um, <laughs> but uh, what caught my eye was actually how Mitch Moses performed in his first final series. I thought he was really great for Parramatta and that no-look pass. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. I have watched that so many times. I just thought that was magic footy. Magic Johnson would be proud of that with yeah. the no-look pass. Uh <laughs> that was that was pretty special and did it comfortably too. They nearly did the impossible. Yeah, beat Melbourne in Melbourne on a test on a uh, milestone game. Yeah, well, and I feel like it's going to give them so much confidence. Obviously, going into this it week, should. hopefully though they don't believe their own hype. Mm. We know that they've they've done that in the past. Um, they do need to bring another huge performance like that this weekend. Yep, but. Holy moly, that was a good game. Uh, they're all good games. I thought Friday night. I was watching again uh, just the other day on Fox Sports. They had something about Corey Parker's reaction to the last couple of minutes oh, um, of the Roosters-Broncos game. And what it did was highlight how invested people get in the game, which is fantastic. The other thing, it was looking at the end of that game again. James Roberts gets a soft touch on from his boot on that ball. Yeah. The Broncos win it. The Broncos, I know Fergie gave a try assist to Corey Oates. But, you know, as Wayne Bennett said after the game, you know, we won't beat the 15th or 16th place side if we play like that again. And yet they nearly won it. Yeah. Goodness me. They're going to be tough again this week, aren't they? It's a great matchup. It's up against the Penrith Panthers. Uh, that's Friday night up there at Suncorp Stadium. And then Saturday at ANZ Stadium, it's the Cowboys. How have they kept doing it? They're so impressive. Uh, they'll be up against the Parramatta Eels, the resurgent Eels, uh, who really think they might have a shot at this title in 2017 after that performance on the weekend. Right, let's jump into some of the big issues of the week. And I think the biggest one is the, the response from coaches to perceived refereeing errors, not even some of the errors that they thought were errors were errors. But anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, $30,000 fine for the Cronulla Sharks and Shane Funnigan, $20,000 for Trent Barrett and the Manly Seagulls. How, what was your take on that whole cycle over the couple of days, Pam? Oh, it was it was kind of disappointing, I guess. I mean, fair enough, they should be able to come in and say what their grievances were, but mm. none of the blame, I guess, was put on their team. And I feel like especially for Cronulla with the way they just didn't they just didn't play very well. They didn't. Um 
so and then that was just kind of missed in the in the fury about the referees and I don't know I'm I'm a little bit more of an empathetic person I guess I can um, only imagine how hard it would be to be out there in the middle and making so many calls I think it's like 900 calls or something like critical decisions that they make in a game and to get every single one of them right when none of us get all of our decisions right that's right and you know, they're running for 15 Ks. They're, they're trying to look at, at the ruck. They're trying to look at who's off the ball. They're trying to keep the 10 meters. They're trying to, I know there's two, there's two referees out there in the middle and then there's the touch judges as well. But boy, oh boy, that, that would just be a really tough job. They don't have eight eyes. They've only got two, just like the rest of us and they're human beings. So I felt like that was really, really tough to point the finger at a couple of referees when there was 13 players out there, um, that really did decide the result. If the players were perfect, yeah. If the players never made an error, if the players never missed a tackle, if the coaches were perfect, if their game plans were bulletproof, if that was the case and we had referees making errors, then you could perhaps then empathise with the coach and say, we understand your frustration, probably not the best way to uh, describe it, um, but we understand. But that is not the case. And as you rightly pointed out, from a Cronulla Sharks point of view, they missed 38 tackles in the game and... They completed 63%. Yeah, I don't think any team would have won a game this year completing at 63%. Exactly, exactly. Not and, one. And, and some of the decisions disputed, the one, uh, the strip just before the, the goal to the Cowboys to bring the scores level, mm-hmm. Matt Pryor's hands all over the ball. Mm-hmm. So discount that one. Trent Barrett talking about the Tyrone Peachy try. Now, camera angles then later confirmed that his hand was nowhere near, not, not even close. Yeah. Nowhere near the ball. So the thing that you've spent the best part of the press conference blowing up about is actually wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So, you well, know, that's exactly and, right. And, and to put it in perspective, Pam, and Ken Hinckley is the coach of the Port Adelaide Football Club, and they lost on the weekend with a hugely controversial decision by a video umpire. That was wrong. That was clearly wrong. And yet what did Ken Hinckley do? He came into this uh, press conference afterwards and said – only positive things about the game, only positive things about his playing group and only positive things about the opposition playing group. It, does he care any less than Shane Flanagan? Does he care any less than Trent Barrett? Have they worked any less hard than all of those players? Of course they haven't. Of course they haven't. And that's the thing. Marty Tapao came out. So after that game, obviously, Trent Barrett had a huge blow up. And then and then afterwards, obviously, Manly were devastated. Um, but Marty Tapao was good enough. He came out, he spoke to the media, and he was really positive about it. He said, I'm so proud of this playing group. No one really gave us a chance this year. There are a lot of players in here who have not had any finals experience. Isn't that your uh, storyline? That's yeah, that's what, I, that's what I thought. And he was really articulate. He was obviously very upset. All he wants to do is play finals footy. Of course. You know what I mean? All he wants to do is be playing this week. But, um, you know, he gave credit to his players who really stood up this year and, and fought back. They had a really tough couple of weeks. They mm. had a really up and down season, but they made it to the finals and they weren't good enough to get there and, you know, to keep going on in the end. So he acknowledged that and I thought that that was, that was really good for Marty. All right, speaking of storylines, on Tuesday on the front page of the Daily Telegraph, we had a Ugh. expose. We had the sordid underbelly of NRL sex culture. Um, basically, it was a uh, alimony, uh, aspiring for alimony from Bodine Thompson. I'd yeah. love to know your take on this, Pam, as a journalist mm-hmm. and as a woman and as a lover of the game of rugby league. I think... Who cares? I don't. I certainly don't. I don't know what, um, 
what the interest it, there's no public interest in that for mine I think what you do behind closed doors as long as it's not illegal as long as it's as long as it's not illegal just do whatever you want with your life exactly. I don't really care like exactly um yeah I, th- I thought it was really really poor I just I really hated it I thought it was really really poor on behalf of, you know I was raised by a single mother as well I know the struggles that people go through yeah but oh my goodness <laughs> Yeah, I just I can't see the point in it in the, in airing people's dirty laundry for no other reason than to air someone's dirty laundry. And is it dirty it, laundry? Well, like it's it, not. It's not even really. No, it's just like, but no. it's just um, opening up someone's private life. Yes. Um, for the world to judge for no re- for no reason. I I did not see the point in the public needing to know about that, which is the rule of journalism. When you get a story, you decide is this in the public's interest. Yes. If it's not, that's it. It's it, not. It wasn't. No one needs to know that. It, it because wasn't. it's not illegal. It It's not illegal. He's not hurting anyone. No. He, he's just going about his life and, and I thought it was really poor. And it wasn't on the fifth page. It wasn't on page 11. No. It was front page, followed up by a story on Wednesday and a story on Thursday. Crazy. I'm with you 100%. World Cup yeah. squad's got to be announced. 24-man squad. It'll be done at the end of this season. Now, there's a lot of games to be played, and, and traditionally we've seen uh, you know kangaroo tourists can emerge from anywhere, especially with some big performances in finals. But are we looking at a very different squad that Mal Meninga might put together based on what we know of uh, the form of some players? And the fascinating thing is, no Jonathan Thurston, of course. Who plays 5-8 for Australia? Well, there's a number of options, aren't there? Mm. There's also a handful of fullbacks who appears Val is going to be trying to squeeze into that back line because they're they're too hard to keep out. So you've got, obviously, you've got James Tedesco, Billy Slater, you've got Tom Trebojevic, you've got Darius Boyd, hopefully if he's fit. Val Holmes is a current Australian winger. Exactly. Um, So it looks really exciting. I think there's a, a bit of a new era to be ushered yes. in a little bit. Yes. Um, we spoke to, or I spoke to um, Jonathan Thurston um, after the game last weekend and yeah. he uh, asked him about Michael Morgan and whether or not he thought he would be a good fit and he said, well, if he's picked, he won't let anyone down, but it ultimately will be up to Mal to see what happens there because obviously Michael Morgan can play 5-8. Yes. He can play in the halves. That's what he does at club footy, but um, – even for Queensland this year, you know, Cam Munster was picked in the halves and he was put in the centres and, and he's primarily played off the bench for Australia as well. So um, he could be a victim of his own versatility there. But, yeah, I don't know. There's plenty of options. There's Anthony Milford, as we said. There's Cam Munster. There's yeah. James Maloney, potentially. There's um, even who, guys like you know, Parramatta go on a run. Corey yeah, Norman. Corey Norman, exactly. Corey Norman comes into play. Yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be a very different looking team. I'm very excited actually to see see what they do. It, it is. It is. Um, you know, there's a little, they're settled in certain areas, but those areas that you're mentioning, the 5'8", especially, what do they do with all the fullbacks? Um, mm-hmm. Josh Dugan's another one we didn't mention that is yeah. an Australian incumbent centre. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Ferguson, what, like, you know, he, he was there for origin. Tom Trebojevic wasn't. But, yeah. you know, on any given open market, Tom Trebojevic's market value is twice that of Blake Ferguson. Minimum, twice that of Blake Ferguson. Yes. So how do you fit them in? Where do you fit them in is another question as well. It is going to be fascinating. That's building up to – and uh, you know what I'm loving too? I know Anthony Milford's not in, so he doesn't get the chance to play for Australia and he doesn't get the chance to play for – I think he's Samoa, isn't he? Uh, yeah. So, Anthony Milford, yeah. yeah yes, yeah. yeah. So um, Jared Hayner said, okay, I don't get picked for Australia. I play for Fiji. That's fantastic. It's so we're going to see we're going to see Jared Hayne in the World Cup. Michael yeah. Jennings. Michael Jennings said, "Yeah, you know what? If I don't don't get picked for Australia, I'll play for Samoa." 
even Italy, it's going to be great to see so this James Italy team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if, if he doesn't get picked, I think Nathan Brown as well from Parramatta. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so it's – yeah, I'm really excited actually for this World Cup. It's going to be great. I think we're underestimating how good slash big the World Cup is going to be at the end of this year. Remember, speaking of, we're brought to you today by Isuzu Ute, the official automotive partner of the Rugby League World Cup 2017. And Isuzu Ute is giving you the chance to win the ultimate – final experience at the Rugby League World Cup in 2017. You've got to go online, isuzuute.com.au and tell them 25 words or less while you and three mates. Yeah, that's right. Four of you. Smells like trouble, doesn't it? <laughs> go to the final. The best answer will win. Return airfares to Brisbane. Two nights in five-star accommodation at the Sofitel. Fully catered corporate suite tickets for the big game. Head to isuzuute.com.au and enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzuute, go your own way. Welcome back to the podcast, brought to you by Isuzu Ute. Remember, you can enter online, isuzuute.com.au. Four tickets to the Rugby League World Cup final. On the line now is Dave Donaghy, the Storm CEO. After a season where they have carried all before them, they now have a game which is a semi-final. What is it? A no, preliminary final. It's a preliminary final. final. That's right, a preliminary final down there at Amy Park to make uh, another grand final. We thought we'd have a, a chat with Dave. G'day, Dave. Okay, Jimmy, how are you? Yes, very well, thanks. Appreciate you giving up some time for us. Um, one of the big issues of this week has been referees and, and the spray that they've been given from uh, coaches and the, the fines, etc. I want to know, Craig Bellamy is a passionate man, we see that, um, and sometimes he goes into press conferences and makes mention of referees. What's the process that the, your club goes through about, uh, are you aggrieved, what are we going to do about it, are we prepared to risk a fine, and what are the expected outcomes for the club? Yeah, I suppose the first the first piece is um, everyone understands the, their obligations in terms of uh, their role as public spokespeople. Um, our coach certainly does. Our, our players certainly do. Um, you know, we, we've we've very much encouraged or mandated to our our, our group that uh, you know you're responsible for your own comments and um, you know you, you know the rules that are in place around what you can and can't say. Look, the reality is. It's a it's a really highly emotive game at points. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of pressure and a lot of stress on certain people, and I think it is important. Um, you know, uh, often there's a, there's a balance around the timing as as to when you you know you finish that uh, that emotional 80 minutes, um, step out, shake yourself off, um, uh, give yourself some balance around the comments you want to say publicly, and head in, try and head into a, a press conference post game with as clear a head as you can. I think that's just really important for all of our you know, all of our, our guys down here that, uh, you know, they're aware of that. Um, our, uh, our media manager, our head of comms, Sarah Collade, does a, does a really good job in terms of, of doing that, as is Frank Benisi. And, you know, at times I might have to uh, get involved. But, um, you know, we make sure that we, um, uh, you know, we, we, we uh, ensure that the guys um, take a bit of a deep breath before they head into into press conferences, particularly post-games. Mm. So is that just about kind of do you guys get together and say okay this is this is the narrative that we want to get out mm. there or this is um, this is what we want to go with or maybe try not to mention this or is there is there a conversation beforehand or is it just about yeah as you said taking it taking a deep breath and and trying to find some perspective I guess straight after a game. 
yeah, that's the first thing. And, and you know, it, it's uh, and again, we talk about the emotion. Look, you know, our game is highly emotive. Um, so, you know, uh, the the moment and, and there's, there's decisions, you know, that that go for you and, and against you at, at all points. And you know, it's just the reality of it. Um, you know, I'm sure that across the course of a season, well, they'll that'll even out. You don't often find yourselves talking about the you know the ones that go your way. Mm. Um, so I, I I just think you know it's. A referee, you know, and, you know, they're not they're not perfect. You know, potentially we've built up this this view that referees need to make it, you know, every decision right all the time. Um, you know, whether I was going to to a video ref, then the bunker, then two referees. The reality is they're not they're human. They're going to make errors at different points. Um, but I think they, you know, they, they do it. They do a pretty bloody good job um, yeah. for the vast majority of time. Um, get most of the decisions right, um, but yeah, j- just a case of taking that emotion out of it, um, particularly before you're going into, a, a, I suppose, a, a place where you've got to make some public comment. Yeah, yeah. Thankless task for the referees. It helps when you win as much as the Storm. <laughs> that makes it a little bit easier. Uh, Billy Slater, where are we at with uh, Billy Slater and his playing days 2018 and beyond? Yeah, we'd love to see Billy go around uh, again. Um, I think I think everyone would. Um, so you know, we're, we're talking with um, with Bill and, and and his agent George Minus. Um, so hopefully uh, that's that's a case that, that that he does. But you know, it's really up to Bill. Um, you know, he's got to work through with himself and Nicole and and the kids as to whether he wants to put him through one himself through one more campaign and. Um, you know, we've not set a timeline on it. Um, I think we've got a good enough relationship whereby you know we can we can work through that at our own pace, and you know, hopefully there's some um, some news around that uh, one way or the other, you know, sooner rather than later. But again, I think for all of us at, at the organisation, you know, there's a greater prize at, at stake um, potentially, in the, you know, particularly next week with a big game um, against whoever we, we come up against at, at Amy. But yeah, look, to answer your question, we'd we'd love to see Billy go around and. Hopefully it's a case that he does because I think he's got a he's, he's got a little bit more to offer um, given his form this year. <laughs> percentage? What, what percentage would you say? He's, um, well, look, I, uh, rather than put a percentage, I'd probably say I'm I'm, I'm hopeful. Right. Um, uh, you know, I I I, I think um, uh, you know I'd, I'd, I'd be, more, be more leaning that um, you know, be more likely than not. But uh, again, you know, Billy's got to make that call himself. You know, we can't make that call for him. Um, but uh, you know, I'd certainly be hopeful that he's that he will continue, and you know, we'll be able to um, send him out across the course of course of a year. And you know, who knows, he might want to go beyond his forms that good. So <laughs> yeah. you know, he's, he just seems to be getting better and better. He's kind of the Benjamin Button of rugby league. So it's um, you know, it's great, and particularly you know, given the, the challenges that he, that he had, as, as everyone knows, you know, two shoulder reconstruction in, in the period of you know twelve months. You know, that's 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 tough. You know, not only physically but mentally to come back from. So, you know, the way that he's, he's responded to that, you know, and 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 then the you know all the off field um, attributes that he brings, the, the leadership and his in, input into uh, you know our, our culture and values is is really important for us. So, you know, hopefully it, it, he he uh, he can continue for for another another season at least. But you know, we'll certainly know that in the course of the next few weeks. I'm sure. I tell you what, even if he doesn't go around again, obviously Cooper Cronkie is not going to be there next year. But you guys have got some really handy replacements, some mm. some great kids coming mm. through. How do how does recruitment go at the club? Is it is that in the hands of Craig Bellamy, or is it a, a big team that you guys have got? And how have you kind of pinpointed these guys because they're they're really ready to to play NRL, aren't they? Yeah. Um, well, please. Uh, I think. Um when you when you sort of reflect the last few years, um, you know it's certainly been something we've been aware of that 
you know, outside of a, a cloning program. Um, you know, Cameron <laughs> Cooper and Billy uh, will be retiring at some point, um, unfortunately. And, you know, well, as I said, we would love to see them continue forever. It's just not going to happen. Um, so we're, we're very conscious of that in the last, last few years. Um, and we've been trying to build uh, that, that depth across the squad, which, which I think, you know, people can see now. Um, you know, we've known internally that there's, there's depth building, but I think for externally, external parties, it's probably been a little bit tougher to see, and probably more so the fact that you know some of these guys haven't been given opportunity at the top stage. But you know, we've been able to see their progress through whether it's twenties or, or Queensland Cup, and uh, you know they've, they've they just keep performing at whatever whatever level that they're they're put into, and uh, you know see that with the likes when they come through the first grade, whether it's Sully or uh, or Big Nelson. Um, the way Felice Cafusi's improved, um, you know, yeah. he got an opportunity. Kevin Proctor moved on, so you know, I think uh, one thing we're really proud of is, is the system that that exists. You know, I don't, you know, individuals can get accolades, but across uh, within our club, you know, it's a, it's a really strong system. It's a mature system, um, and uh, you know, when guys come in, they, um, you know, they 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 make the most of their opportunity and, and do a really good job. So. That's it's been great to see and really good to see some some young kids. It's Brandon Smith with Drone Hughes, Brody Croft stepping up this year, getting that opportunity. Riley Jacks, um, you know, it, it gives us and probably our, our members and fans um, quite a bit of confidence, you know, heading into the future. In terms of recruitment, you know, the, the guys do a great job. You know, Paul Bunn's our, our head of um, uh, recruitment, um, but we we run a list, uh, it's like a, a roster or list group, um, which sort of manages. Um, you know the salary cap and our and our, our uh, player balance and profile and depth and um, and that's uh, that's how we uh, we operate as a as a collective rather than uh, in, uh, any individual sort of controlling the um, the purse strings or the uh, or the contracts. Mm. Hey Dave, next year there's going to be a trial game that's played at Suncorp Stadium between the North Queensland Cowboys and the Melbourne Storm, and it's going to double as a testimonial game for Cam Smith and Jonathan Thurston. Now. I'm a massive supporter of this. I think you know there's probably to, to no more deserving players in the game, um, so it works very well. Where did that initiative start? Was it a club-led thing, and is it something that's in discussions when you're talking with Billy Slater? Um, well, we haven't uh, we haven't made any announcements as yet. I think um, was a newspaper um, made a uh, made a somewhat premature announcement at this stage. So right. No, no, uh, no formal announcements as yet. Um, but look, under the under the NRA rules, there's a there's a um, section in there. I can tell you the section, Jimmy, is section 99 um, under test of testimonials. And look, I think it's something that um, uh, rugby league's never done before, yeah. um, really, or at a at a at a high level. Um, I think there's been some small events for certain people, or some t-shirts and memorabilia produced previously, but it's never really been. Um, uh, in an area of the game that's been explored, yet you have a look overseas. You know, it's really big in Europe, whether yeah. that's uh, yeah. rugby or whether it's um, uh, football. And uh, you know, I think the view for that is, you know, there's, there's going to be some people in our game where uh, across you know some clubs that um, you know would uh, would qualify to you know be be granted a, a, a testimonial to, to celebrate their contribution to the game. And you know, when you look at Someone like uh, you know a Cameron Smith or a Jonathan Thurston, you know those guys, um, they've uh, they've invested so much in the game. You know, obviously they've 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 gotten gotten a lot out of it themselves, but uh, you know they've also given a lot back. And you know we look at the amount of uh, origins and, and tests and, and and finals and big games that they've been involved in. 
you know, it's a significant economic contribution to our, you know, our ecosystem. So sure. um, I think it's a, a small way of, uh, if, if, you know, we, we can get there, that's a, it's a small way of, um, you know, saying uh, thanks for um, everything you've done for our game and and, um, and celebrate their, their careers as they come to the back end of it because, you know, reality is we're not going to have another Cameron Smith or Jonathan Thurston or Billy Slater as they come through. Mm. Sounds like, given the fact you know the section, it's either you sitting at home with a bit of late-night reading or even Cam Smith sitting at home with a bit of late-night reading. Question without notice here, Dave. Um, I have my spies in the Melbourne Storm system, which I obviously can't reveal at this point, but they tell me that uh, your skin folds are way, way down in fact, rivaling some of the players, are you prepared to go on the record and say you are the fittest CEO in the National Rugby League? I'm absolutely not. <laughs> you sure? Mate, what is it, yeah. some sort of 5-2 diet or what's going on? No, nah, turn it up, Jimmy. <laughs> Someone, someone's trying to stitch me up here. No, right, no. That's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a leading question. Uh, all right, okay. So we'll, we'll say that you are. Um, and we'll wait for anyone else to disprove well, that. Well, so far he is. He's the first, his first CEO we've had on the podcast. So he's. Uh, there you go. You're leading. You're, you're the leading current leader, Dave. Oh, well, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. So thank you for having me on. Uh, fantastic, mate. Great Let's to get back s- to the football. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. We're going to wrap things up, mate. Great to spend a bit of time with you. I know you're preparing very strongly for that. Uh, um, preliminary final. Preliminary final, Jimmy. In yes. two weeks' time, down at uh, Amy. Oh, preference for who you play. Uh, not really. No. Um, I think uh, you know the the for us, um, you know, the guys have uh, basically uh, as soon as the game finished last week, they went straight into planning mode. So you know they mapped out. Um, you know, and that's the fortunate position of having the week off. You know, you, you're able to, you know, players can recover and you can map out your um, you know your two week period leading into that game. So um, you know, I don't think I, I, I certainly know they'll be watching with interest. Sure. Um, but I, I've, I'm, you know, I also know that the, the coaches will be planning uh, to play either side, so no doubt there'll be a whole range of video that they would have already done on, on both teams, and um, you know they've, they've played played both those teams um, uh, this season, so they'll, they'll know a little bit of their game and how they prepare for them and any opportunities that they can take when we when we play them down here. But hopefully it'll be a big crowd, and uh, you know we can continue uh, that. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, the growth of the game down in Melbourne. Let's hope so for all Storm fans. Appreciate your time, Dave, and good luck in the upcoming matches. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Run to the finals podcast, Big League Magazine, brought to you by isuzuute.com.au. Pam Whaley, please tell me what's in Big League Magazine. You've gone glossy again too. I like that. Isn't it beautiful? It's yes. a great-looking magazine this week. Um, but, yeah, lots of stuff in, in the mag. Obviously, we're in the semifinals. Thank you, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've got we've got um, yeah lots of stuff in the magazine this week on all of the all, all of the finals teams. We actually spoke to Jonathan Thurston. Actually, he said that with him and Matt Scott being out of this Cowboys team, it's been the making of a couple of players. Um, uh, yeah, I think you can say that with Michael Morgan. A hundred percent. Seriously, yeah, Michael have you Morgan, seen him play obviously better? Scott Bolton as well. Scotty Bolton uh, has really stood up in the absence of of Matt Scott, and we actually spoke to Scott Bolton as well. He said that um, it was Paul Bowman that came to him after the Broncos game and said, "Look, this is your forward pack now. You got to take it." Right, um, when and that's Matt, exactly Matt Scott what he's was done. injured. Yeah. yeah, Matt Scott injured. James Tamo goes to Penrith, and Ben yeah. Hannett retires. Yeah. So he knew that there was a starting spot there going to be available at the start of the year, so he trained for it because he's. I think he's only started, I think, four or five games in the past few years right. for the Cowboys. Yep. Um, and this year he's played almost all of the, almost all of them in the front row. So. And, just, and despite what people say, 
having been there myself, there is a difference. Oh, it's a team of 17 and all that. Uh-uh. You, everyone wants to be in the 13. Everyone wants to be in the 13 that course, runs out. Of course, of course. Yeah. Oh, you can do a really good job from the bench. Yeah, right. Oh, please. No put, one put me on. Yeah, exactly. That's um, every single player wants that. So um, yeah. now, what about the Panthers? Young side, inexperienced side. They well, of course they are, but they are really giving it a good red hot crack, aren't they? Are They've they? got Dylan Edwards there at the back. He looked like he struggled a little bit last week. Big inclusion the, though. Big inclusion, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's funny, isn't it, when you say, oh, you know, this kid, he's he's only played a handful of NRL games, has no finals experience, but yeah. all of a sudden when he's in the team, it's a huge inclusion. That's right, that's it's, right. It's really, it's really odd. We've, we've seen some great players come through this year. You know what I think that's a reflection of as well? The position that he plays. Yeah. Like if he was a right centre, you'd take, oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, cool. he's a fullback. Yeah. And that's such a key position. And a good fullback too. He makes a lot, he makes a lot of running metres. He runs hard. He tackles hard. He really gives a wholehearted performance. I think it's pretty pretty obvious. So, yeah, that was great. Yeah, a couple of other stories in there. Yeah, obviously on all of the finals teams. Um, Danny Badiris has a good column as well also about the Cowboys, about how when he was playing with Andrew Johns, it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, isn't it? Jonathan Thurston is the Andrew Johns of the Cowboys. Yes. But when Andrew Johns wasn't playing for Newcastle, they he well, Danny says we didn't believe that we could win. We lost our we lost our heads. We just thought, oh my god, this is going to be another loss this yeah, week because yeah. Andrew Johns isn't playing. Yeah. Yet the Cowboys haven't done that, so they're just mentally tough between the ears, basically, to be able to have a season like this. So yeah, he com- he compares the two, gives his thoughts on it, which is well, very interesting. Well, the job Paul Green has done. Oh, incredible. Exceptional. Yeah. Exceptional. All right, let's have a look at these games. Uh, Broncos versus Panthers. Interestingly, it's the Panthers v. the Broncos in the Holden Cup as well on the same night. But Broncos, we have just had confirmation right now mm-hmm. Darius Boyd is unavailable. That shocks me. I thought he'd definitely play. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, according to Wayne Bennett, he said Darius Boyd said himself he, he's not 100% and he wouldn't want to go out there. I think it's it's hard with a hamstring injury as well, isn't it? I mean, you could do it – you could tweak it again in the first five minutes and then you're, yeah. down, you're down a player and especially in such an important position like fullback. But, you know, hopefully this week he's going to run with Cody to start. Um, <laughs> how they Maybe. trained all d- last d- week. Depend what the, d- depends what happens on Friday you morning. Never, <laughs> you can never predict what he's going to do. But um, – yeah, this is going to be a, a cracking game. I actually think that there's going to be a bit of a boil over. I think the Panthers are going to win this one. Whoa. I Well, if you go back, they didn't play well against the Roosters, yet they kept themselves in the game. Mm-hmm. Milford and Marshall didn't work in the halves. It, it just didn't work. It, you, why Ben Hunt isn't back at halfback controlling things, controlling a game, uh, I don't know. And you could have brought anyone. Um, Travis Waddell's playing well in the Q Cup, so he he could have come in. But they could they could be like a, a salary cap issue, though they might not be able to play someone else in the like to bring him up from the second tier competition. True. That could be a thing. That that's the only reason I can think of why he's not he's not playing there because Travis Waddell he he's done a job for for Wayne Bennett in the previously. Past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tavita Pangai Junior. I think he comes into the seventeen somewhere. He's outstanding. He is. He is outstanding. The Panthers, on the other hand, you mentioned their, their performance last week. Big ask for Nathan Cleary. Okay, Nathan, you're 19. Go up to Suncorp Stadium and win us a semi-final, please. Yeah, it's crazy. But, I mean, I feel like he can do it. He's playing such great footy at the moment. Um, and it's odd as well. He's, his halves partner, obviously, Tyrone May. He's only had a handful of NRL games as well. Yes. Um, and he's... 
he's playing so well at the moment. They seem to be, have a little bit of momentum. Um, Bryce Cartwright was great last week as well. I think he's get, starting to get a little bit of his confidence back. Which With is, the ball, he was. Yeah, exactly. Still missed tackles. Still, well, I think he's always going to be that kind of player though. Um, as long as he's got teammates there that w- can can make up for it. Um, but, yeah, as we know, he is creative with the ball. He, when he's playing with a lot of confidence, um, that's the Bryce Cartwright we all want to see. Um, so you think upset? I think upset. I think why not? We've is seen it more some that crazy you want games. an upset or that you think an upset? I I think a bit of both. I I haven't, to be honest, I haven't really thought much of the Panthers at all this year. Right. I was really surprised that they had won those seven games in a row and I just thought, oh, you know, they've been okay. They haven't been too bad, but they haven't been great yeah. either. Um, and somehow they've ended up here and you've really got to give them a lot of credit for that. I think the Broncos have done a lot of swapping and changing around in their mm. spine. And it's at this time of year, it's really disruptive. And I think you'll see the the teams that are a little bit more stable around their team are, are the ones that are going to go through. Broncos for me though, despite all that. That impassioned plea by you there, Pam. <laughs> I'm still going to Broncos. Uh, Eels v. the Cowboys. Yeah, the, the Cowboys just don't go away, as you said, but I think the Eels last week showed everyone in the competition that they are a serious threat. Yeah, oh, 100%. They, but again, this thing with the, with the Eels is that they can play really good footy for 65 minutes or yes, so, and yes. then they can have some really bad lapses. Yep. Um, they really need to play. I know it's that terrible cliche, but they really do need to play 80 minutes against the Cowboys. Um, I think the Sharks showed that last week. When they didn't. Um, Because the Cowboys just never give up. They can play some really crap footy, but they just keep their head up. They keep, they they stay positive. They keep trying and it comes off. It's been paying off for them. So um, no one thought that they were going to be here at this point of the year. Um, But they still are. They're still trying. They're still having a crack. I really love the way that they play um, with such... Um, passion, they've got a lot of heart. Parramatta are exactly the same, but they are really going to need to tighten up if they um, want to avoid a loss. They basically have no threat, the the Cowboys. Like when you think about how they scored their try, they were, Cronulla were one short mm-hmm. um, and James Maloney was in this. In, and, and the other try was Jason Talmalala carried four over the line. and just a, They have really no threat there. But as you say, they just hang in there and on the back of their defence and keep turning up for each other and all of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And in the emergences of uh, emergence of Michael Morgan as a leader, um, you know, I, I just I've been amazed at what they've been able to do. Given not only have they losing players with injury, they've got injured players playing yeah. as well. So Tamare Martin and Sean Fansom and all these yeah. guys, it, they're, they're carrying injuries, um, but they're still doing it. I, I, the challenge for Parramatta is to perform against the Cowboys in the same fashion and with the same intensity that they did against the Storm. That's the challenge. And they haven't been yeah. able to do that at different stages this year. No, I completely so, agree. So um, Mitchell Moses and Corey Norman, uh, again, uh, absolute key. But that they led by their forward pack. You know, their forward pack sets the standard for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're so aggressive. They want to... They want to. They want to tackle. They don't just want to tackle players. They want to hurt players. Mm-hmm. You know that's a bit of a, the Bo Scott mentality. You know that, and and it's rubbing off on some of the Tepo Maroa, Manu Ma'u, and Nathan Brown. These guys that they've got that intent in everything that they do. I, I just think Parramatta were really impressive. I'm expecting something similar. So the long brave run of the Cowboys comes to an end for me on Sunday. I Go Saturday. <laughs> I. 
this is the flip of the coin for me. I really do believe that the Cowboys are going to push Parramatta. Parramatta are going to show have to show a lot of guts to get over the Cowboys. I think Parramatta can win. I'm backing Parramatta to win, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys. Are you living in the outside of town or something? Yeah, eh? I You're am. Just going long shot. Yeah. Long shot Whaley. That's what, <laughs> apparently that's what they're calling us. It's called balance. Oh. You know. See, we've got something for everyone on this podcast. Um. <laughs> Run to the finals podcast. It is fearless prediction time. That is the cover of your big league magazine for this week for the semifinals uh, on the cover. Jason Taumalala, Nathan Brown, uh, Josh McGuire and Trent Merrin, all the locks from the side. How good was Taumalala? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Might form a part of one of our fearless predictions this week. Just a little score update from oh, – well, hang on. Let's go to last None week. None of us got any correct last oh. week. <laughs> you went close. Close. You said, you said there'd, there'd be a, a golden point game. Yeah. What I or did a, mean was extra, extra time. time. Extra yeah. time. Yes, yes. Um, so, But you also said that Cowboys the Cowboys and Panthers are out. So I had no faith. No, no faith in them. Now you want to tip them this week. Work yeah. that out. Uh, <laughs> uh, remember this fearless prediction is brought to you by Izuzu Ute, the automotive partner of the Rugby League World Cup. And they're giving you a great chance for the Rugby League World Cup final. It's up in Brisbane. You've got to go to the website, izuzuute.com. .au and tell them in 25 words or less why you should go uh, with three mates up to Brisbane. Two nights accommodation in the five-star Sofitel Hotel uh, and you've got corporate suite tickets for the big game. Head to isuzuute.com.au and enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzuute, go your own way. So last week I said all the favourites would win and there'd be a couple of 10-point games. Uh-uh. They were all close and not all the favourites won. So missed yeah. out big time on that. What was Maria's? Uh, Maria's was that Andrew Fafita would make 10 tackle breaks uh-huh. and he made one. Right. It's a big uh, miss. Big it's miss, a Maria. big miss. Yeah. Big miss. Uh, all right. So the scoreline now sees me still in front, right? It's still in front. Jimmy's still on two. Two, one, Maria one. and I are one each. Okay. Uh, but what about some of the listeners uh, and, and the people who view the video on Facebook? They also get involved too. They We've had a couple that were way off. Thanks yeah. very much. But what about tell us about Garth? Okay, so if you're watching and you want to put in a fearless prediction, yes, do that. Um, and then if you get it correct, we'll give you a shout out the next week. Um, we had a couple last week. So Matthew James Campbell said, "I say Cameron Smith to score a try by and win by and storm by eight. Um, no, no. Uh, sorry, mate. Uh, Garth Brimelow said, "I say Cowboys to win by golden point." I take that to mean he means extra, extra time. time. Same yeah. thing. They do well it. done, Garth. That is a great. So, so what are we sending out for Garth? Uh, we're giving him a hello. <laughs> Thanks, Garth. Good on you, mate. Massive tight asses at Big League Magazine. <laughs> I said, oh, we should repost it and all that sort of thing. You said, no. Jimmy doesn't understand social media, so no. it's all good. So um, good on you, Garth. Well done, mate. Um, yeah, you got any predictions, um, send them through. Leave us a comment. And if you get them correct, we'll... We'll give you a shout out the next week. In her absence. Play along. Yes, yeah, play along at home. You can play yeah. along at home too. In her absence, uh, Maria, has she got a tip this week? She does. So she says Jason Tamalolo and Nathan Brown um, to run a combined 400 metres. Combined 400 metres, Jason Tamalolo and Nathan Brown. Last week they did 397. Mm-hmm, between with, them. With a contribution of 259 metres. Thanks very much from Jason Tamalolo. So uh, a little bit fearless. Uh, Pam, what about you? Uh, so mine is fearless. I'm going for it this week. I think three players are going to score a double. So we've only got two games. So I think that there's going to be three players score three doubles. Three players to score a double. 
So, so in one game at least there needs to be two players score doubles in yes, one game. Yes. Right. That is brave. Yeah, I'm a brave What's lady. What's encouraged you to do that? Surely is there any sort of stat around or is it just a semi-rider I'm just going for it. You're just yeah. going for it. Yeah. No, fair enough. Uh, I'm going to go with a, a team to score 31 points or more this week. So over 30. 30 won't just win it Just one team. Uh, the winning team, obviously. Uh, actually, they might not be the winning team if they score 31 points and the opposition yeah. score 32. Um, but last week, pretty much defence-oriented. 22-10, 15-14, 18-16, 24-22 in the Roosters-Broncos game. But I'm saying this this week. Okay. There will be a team. A team. And if they get to 30, I don't win. But if they get to 31 or more, I do win. A team. So 31 or more, okay. Yeah. You, I'm just yeah. saying if, if they win 30 to 10, I'm not counting that. Mm-hmm. I say I'm going to say go past that 31. Gotcha. You got me? Yeah, I do. Right. Yep. So there you go. They're the fearless <laughs> predictions. Hope you do play along at home or if you're just doing a bit of Facebooking at work, we encourage that as well. Uh, and, of course, uh, if we get any through, we'll make mention of them during the course of the week. We can do that um, and we'll make mention of them next week. Now, has someone already sent one in, Pam? Is it, I mean, this is magic. Here. Okay, so Matthew James Campbell, who last week said um, that he – oh, sorry, you can hear that feedback there. Um, he said that Cameron Smith would score and Storm yeah. would win. He's yeah. saying, I say Sammy to score two tries and an Eels win. So there you go. When you compare that to Pam's, Matt, that's not – that's completely fearful. Fear, what do you mean? Yeah, because he's, you said – Oh, uh, yeah, of course. But, doubles. I mean, we can't – yeah – Good on you, Matt. I hope you. I hope oh, you're correct yeah. for my sake. <laughs> Keep playing along at home, Matt. We do encourage you. There is the magazine. Make sure you get out to all the news agents, uh, good and bad, and of course at the game you can buy it as well. Big League Magazine. The run to the finals podcast. All done and dusted, Pam. Done. Have a great week. Thanks very much. And I too. hope everyone enjoys their rugby league weekend.